Well, good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion. Welcome to, actually welcome to Valentine's Day 2022. Today's Monday. It's Valentine's Day, February the 14th. And um, we're going to end today. I actually, we're ending this study in Psalm 78. Uh, we're going to end our study today uh, in a true uh, Valentine's Day form. True love, that's the title of our devotion today. So um, I apologize for not being with you over the weekend. Um, had some technical difficulties, but I'm back today. And we're going to finish this psalm and finish the study of this psalm, Psalm 78. Um, as I mentioned, the title of today's devotion is True Love. Um, what does it mean to truly love? What does true love look like? And at the end of this psalm, in these ending verses, verses 66 through 72, God shows us um, true love. Let's look at these verses. Let's just read them a little bit as we go, and I'm going to give you some commentary and just point out some true love facts about God as we work our way through the last few verses of this psalm. Psalm 78, verses 66 <clears throat> through 72. 66, the verse 66 says, He routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame. Um, the English Standard Version says, He beat back his enemies. He put them to perpetual reproach. Now, he is referring to God, and uh, the writer of this psalm is Asaph. And is, if you remember, Asaph is referring, as he's talking about routing his enemies and sending them to eternal shame, he's referring to the time in 1 Samuel chapter 5 where um, the Philistines come and they defeated the Israelites and they stole the Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites. And uh, if you remember, Eli was the priest. We talked about this last Thursday a little bit. Eli was the priest. Uh, his um, daughter-in-law, I guess you'd say, um, was pregnant. She gave birth the same day that the, uh, that the ark was stolen and that 30,000 Israelites were killed, including her husband and it sent her into, it was such a shock, it sent her into uh, delivery with her baby, and she died during delivery. And as she's giving birth, she named her child Ichabod, which means the glory of God has left. Horrible story. Uh, but in all of this, God was demonstrating um to the people of Israel and to the Philistines. As he, as Asaph writes this verse, he routed his enemies and sent them into eternal shame. And actually, the King James Version translates this verse like this. It says, he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. Um, in all of this, God demonstrates his glory. Uh, and he demonstrates that even when his people neglect or refuse his glory or turn away from his glory, it demonstrates that God still protects his glory. Um, if you know the story there, the King James um, 
translates it as he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. It's kind of a funny story. The way that he, the way that God um, hurt or hindered the Philistines to show them that he was in control is that he, God brought really bad hemorrhoids to the to the Philistine people because of them taking the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and then not only that, but they, they took the Ark and they sat it up in front of their God that they worshipped, uh, Dagon. And uh, through the night, uh, as the Philistines slept, the, the God Dagon fell down. It toppled over and it fell down face first in front of the Ark as though uh, the the God was worshiping uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Kind of a funny story, but uh, such a factual, powerful story. And so when the Is- or when the Philistines returned the Ark to the Israelites, they sent the Israelites also these like golden uh, round balls, or they were in the shape of hemorrhoids. And this was in an effort for, for the Philistines to to recover and heal. Kind of a funny story, but it's proof that God can and will take care of his glory even when we don't. Um, the, the true love about this is that God displays his true love to his people by continually to show them his glory even when they disobey and go their own way. <coughs> Excuse me. God's glory is a picture and a display of his true love and his true character. Let's read on here. Verse number 67, but he rejected, God rejected Joseph's descendants. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. If you remember, Ephraim was one of Joseph's son sons uh, that was born to him in Egypt. Um, verse number 68, he chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. Um, again, this is displaying God's true love. This refu- refers to the ultimate blessing that would come uh, to the people of Israel and showing his God's true love by giving them his only son or the Messiah. Um, it's through the tribe of Judah. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. It's through the tribe of Judah, not e- Ephraim, that Jesus would come through. And it's in the city of David, or it's in the city of Jerusalem, that God would call his home and set up his temple there for the people to come and worship him. Now, this might not have been and probably wasn't the choice place or tribe of the people of Israel. Uh, They may not have wanted it this way, but at the same time, neither did God want them to worship him in the way that they was. They continually rejected him and disobeyed him. And and so at first it might seem like God did this out of spite, but this wasn't out of spite. It was actually out of love and consideration to who the people were. You have to remember, God sees and knows everyone's heart. And so Jerusalem uh, and the tribe of Judah might not have been everyone else's choice, but it was God's choice. And God still loved his people and gave them the opportunity to worship him. Um, this is a display of God's true love. <clears throat> God doesn't always do what we want, but he always does. He always does what is best for us because this is his true nature and he truly 
does love us. Let's move on to verse number 69. Finish this up. 69 through 72. There, meaning in Jerusalem, he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, um, as solid and enduring as the earth. Now, this isn't meaning that God built this literally as high as the heavens, but what he did is he built up his glory. He built up his power and this was where people would come and worship God at the temple. Verse number 70, he chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending ewes and lambs and made him the shepherd of God's, or shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. In verse number 72, he cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Now, Uh, Speaking of David, uh, David was a man after God's own heart, but we know that David had his flaws. Um, We can relate to that. We have our own flaws. We have our faults. We're not perfect. But the key to David was his heart. He had a heart that was constantly and consistently after God's heart. Um, David, even though he sinned many times, He never wavered in worshiping the God of the universe or worshiping Jehovah. Even though he sinned, he always came back and repented of his sin and truly followed after after the Lord. And Asaph uses this analogy to point out that David's heart was a man's heart. He, He made mistakes. He wasn't perfect, but the people respected Um, and accepted this king as their king and a a true king. At the same time, God's heart is perfect, and he is true to his nature better than David could ever be. God's heart will always lead us to true wisdom and lead with a skillful hand if we will follow him. This is true love. This is true is truly his nature because God is love and he always wants the best for us. So today, as you go through your week, as you begin your week, as you have Valentine's Day, and as you think about love, I just wanted you to reflect on what true love is. I don't know what kind of relationship you're in with your spouse, but uh, or your um, maybe a girlfriend or, uh, uh, you know, a, a I don't know what kind of relationship you're in, but I want you to reflect on the most important relationship, and that is your relationship with the Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And know that Jesus loves you, and God loves you so much that he gave. He gave the perfect Valentine's Day gift, the perfect gift, and that was his son to be a Savior for our sins. So, I want to encourage you today to reflect on that love and what God has done for us and what he continues to do for us to give and to show his love. He wants to show his love to you today in ways that will change your life. Will you let him do that? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for this opportunity to share with the people God's true love and to share with others about what Jesus has done for them and what he wants to do in their lives. He wants to change and totally 
renovate their lives in order to have an eternal life. God, thank you for the love that you've shown to us. And I pray today that you will forgive us, Lord. Forgive me where I've failed you and, and turned away from you and disobeyed your word. And God, help us to have a heart that is truly after yours in everything that we do. We'll give you the glory and the praise for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you and thank you for joining me today. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again tomorrow. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful Valentine's Day. Uh, God bless you and, and please know once again, God loves you. Have a wonderful week.